The air piston in my chair is giving up on life. The what? Air piston in my chair. Oh, I think this goes up and down. I heard the word air piston. And I'm like, what new gamer technology is this? <laughs> is this some like league thing where you're now too lazy to even go to the bathroom? It's just like a fan that blows your pee from your chair into the toilet for you? Well, you attach it to your body like a vibrating cock ring, which you should probably not admit to knowing why you know how to use that. But moving past that, it, it attaches like that, and then it's got kind of like, you know how vacuum cleaners have the uh, like the wide-angled head and the precision head? And like it, it, it just has that, and it just vaporizes the piss, and then you just have to set up an entire, you know... Uh, Rube Goldberg machine of fans towards your bathroom, and ideally, you will not turn your walls yellow. Couldn't we just use vape technology to atomize the urine? <laughs> if you want to burn your dick. No, like collect it, in a, collect it in like some kind of receptacle or something and then sell it as vape. <laughs> no. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Wicked Awesome Cast. As always, I'm Charlie, joined by my pale friend Jeff, who is still not murdered by the sun. Still not murdered by the sun. Despite summer's best efforts. Yep, well, summer, I it, I continue to outwit it by the fact that I stay indoors 99% of the time. It, it has yet to find a way, until it finds a way to break through my window, which I live in perpetual fear of the day that that happens, and I have many stores of beans and bacon and other canned goods to so I can stash away in my uh, my panic room should the sun ever find a way into my room. And that is why we are the Wicked Awesome Cast, the official podcast <laughs> of Something Wicked Studios. And a, insane comments. <laughs> a gaming podcast, if you will. A, On occasion. A podcast for people that fear the sun coming into their room at the dead of night and beating them. I mean, that I. it's one of those things like, you know, it get it always gets you when you're least suspecting it. Like, I make sure that I always put down my window shade to make sure that the sun can't sneak in while I'm sleeping. I'm not gonna lie. Every single time I make the sun is your natural enemy joke, I'm picturing the sun like it sets and it goes back to a room of just like pictures of you with like X's on the eyes and shit. Where it's like it's like puts a hand against the wall. Soon, <laughs> soon. <laughs> You know the, um, like, one of the original, like, 4chan memes of the sun is trying to kill me, the old 8-bit one? Yep. Now, I'll admit that I don't know much about it. or It's, it's from Mario. Or like that. Okay. But uh, my mom started watching the British show, The IT Crowd, and the character in the show, Roy, wears the The Sun is Trying to Kill Me t-shirt. So my mom and her decided it would be a great idea to buy me that for Christmas, <laughs> so I have a The Sun is Trying to Kill Me t-shirt. Yeah, yeah, I... What is it like explaining that show to your mom? Uh, I don't have to. She gets that one. It's not Fair. very like... It's not that it's... Or I enjoy that show, but it's not like... You don't need a tech degree to understand what's going on with that one. No, that's completely fair. Completely <clears throat> fair. So, uh, what have you been up to, man? Uh, I have been good. Uh, I yesterday I got to go to a screening of Ruby season two just did their tug screening again which I explained this the last time around but if there's any new listeners where tug screenings are basically they get a whole bunch of like if an indie person wants to show a movie in a theater they basically do pre-sale tickets and if they sell enough of them they will have the movie and my ticket was for between the hours of 7 p.m. and 10:02 p.m. Which is horrifically specific. 
I, I've never, or maybe I just don't go to the movies enough. I didn't realize that they put like down to the minute that they were going to kick that movie off at seven and end it with two or two minutes afterward, or two minutes after ten. That said, they were liars because it ended at ten o seven, which I would not have cared to look at if they hadn't antagonized me. <laughs> um, but it was three hours in the same seat, which uh, definitely I would I would have doubled down on the amount of deodorant I was wearing that day had I known <laughs> that this was going to happen. I suspect that crowd could have used some more deodorant potentially. Uh, it wasn't that bad, but um, this or. Uh, my first time through it was really, really good when people started like talking and like saying one liners to the screen and whatnot. The second season, because it's so much more action focused, there wasn't as much chatter in the crowd, so I didn't quite get the viewing experience I was hoping for. That and they had the like cast and crew come up and be like, Now everyone, I know you want to quote along with the show, but please don't, because some people here may not have seen it. And I'm like, No Should be like Rocky Road Horror Picture Show. People should be throwing popcorn at the screen and screaming lines and stuff and Yelling, you're a dickhead at the bad guy and stuff. You're not wrong. Um, which is why our, my family invites me out to the movies a lot, and a lot of the time I decline because it's like, no, I can't. Movie theaters I can't go to and make fun of the bad villain with no clear defined goals and objectives. Um, Do you regret being evil because it got you killed? Jeff will call you on that. Yes, very much. No, I will reward her. She is a great villain. I understand her. She's stupid. <laughs> um, oh, man. We need to create like a drinking game or something to whenever on this podcast someone mentions food or like a show from Bad Anime Bad. We would die. We would die. Especially the food um, one. That would kill us. Yes. <laughs> um, the drunk cast is coming eventually, I suppose. Maybe that'll be what kicks it off. Probably. St. Patrick's Day happens to once a year. We got another one coming up eventually. Yeah, St. Patrick's Day is Deadly Joe's birthday, so we'll have to hmm. we'll have to go get him. Maybe we'll bring him back. Yep, bring him back and tell him to bring booze. <laughs> um, Joe, if you're listening, th- these are commands, actually. We have now informed uh-huh. you of the plan. Yes. Um, what was I going to say? So I did that. That was really good. Um the comments I made before of, I guess I just didn't realize that the first season of Ruby's audio was not up to my state or wasn't up to snuff to what I was hoping. Cause you know, explosions should not be the same volume as people's talking. Yeah. Yep. That was season one. It was not the theater this time. It was much better, but glad they got their footing. Yeah. Um, trying to think they're now, doing it again in October. So I'll be going to that. Yeah. The reality was the what they're, update. Depending on what media they're playing it from initially, could have been the problem. If they're just playing it off a DVD, they may have not mm-hmm. had it set up correctly to actually, you know, deal with that shit correctly. Yeah, I have no idea how they're actually distributed these days because magnetic film is not how anymore. Hard drives. Hard drives, yeah. But okay. some theaters for stuff like, um, I, that's, I, I take that back. Uh, hard drives are for digital stuff because they're easy to deal with, but then you can ship them quite easily. But also, I've definitely been in theaters where it's like, that's a DVD loading menu. The <laughs> fuck? I've never been in anything that bad. Uh, there's a theater, it's a little artsy theater. They do normal releases, and they also do like fun bullshit nights where it's like, hey, want to see Fiddler on the Roof? No. Want to play the Fiddler on the Roof drinking game? Yes. That actually sounds pretty awesome. Um... 
The other thing I did was, by sheer happenstance, uh, this weekend I wound up going with my family to uh, see the new Star Trek movie. Oh? And I will say, the new Star Trek movie really blew away my uh, expectations. Um, it was actually a lot better than I was anticipating. Yeah, I, um, I'll probably wind up seeing that, but it's not high on my list. Because yeah. I love sci-fi, but I, there are a lot of sci-fi villains that like I've encountered throughout history that are like, I'm evil and I'm going to destroy the universe because uh, then I'll be in charge of it and everything will be great. Once again, evil for the sake of evil. Yeah. And in this movie, the main villain, like, I actually could be like, I understand why this guy hates Starfleet. I understand why he hates humans. He has clear defined goals and objectives and has an actual fairly legitimate plan to reach them. He's actually, like, powerful and terrifying. This is a good villain. Um, and I that, command a fleet. Damn it, he has a fleet. We didn't see that one coming. Yeah. Um, but without getting too much into that movie, I actually, or I did find it fairly enjoyable. It did definitely have its campy moments, but at the same time, because it's you know Star Trek, it's the Star Trek. It's supposed to have that, so it kind it did a really good job of balancing that and like having a fair or gritty up in your face like real storyline so i was i went into it expecting it to be just like uh, just a space opera i guess um and it was actually pretty good yeah um it was star trekky what it was star trekky yes it was star trekky excellent um trying to see i played think I played more Psychonauts with my roommate getting further got to get got to get to the uh the level um the conspiracy of the milkman which is probably my favorite level in that game and is so much fun after all I am the milkman I, I am the milkman milk. my milk is delicious um then let's see I got to I've played a lot of Overwatch this week not as much League of Legends and then other than that I've been mostly working on music um Nothing I don't think will be coming to the channel. I don't think you'd be into it. Yeah. <laughs> um, nt, 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 nt music. Yeah. That boots and pants and boots and pants, boots and pants and boots and pants and boots and pants music. We're now EDM producers. Great. Yep. Four to the floor. Yeah. Well, I am. <laughs> no, no. I, I, th- I will claim that title. <laughs> Fair enough. That is what I do. Go and follow then I write metal. Yes, that's better. <laughs> yeah, I... I didn't do much with my week because, well, the um, California was on fire for a little bit last week. That was fun. Yep. Um, Saturday was so bad that everything more than 10 feet away from you was slightly out of focus, and the sky was pink, and the moon was red, and I opened my door, looked outside, and said, nope, not going out to Mad Max land today. <laughs> yeah, that it, it, does, it does hurt your uh, reasons to go outside when it's... Very wastelandish. Yeah, and LA is already wasteland. Ask you like, once you throw the lighting on LA, you're like, man, this is not a good place to live. Hmm. But yeah, and, and, and that is the other part of the drinking game: the Jeff and Charlie trash on LA segment. I will fucking shit talk. People yeah. from LA will shit talk LA yeah. for being LA. Like yeah. it's the, the fire stuff was bad. I, not in a good way, but the cool stuff that came out of it, though, was, like, the crazy pictures of the fire. Like, I'm leaving work on Friday, and there's just a fucking mushroom cloud looking 
giant black cloud in the direction I'm going, and I'm like, either something blew up or the middle part of the state's on fire again. And ta-da, the middle part of the state was on fire again. Like, it was really messed up. Like, uh, I had a real sexy smoker voice all weekend, courtesy of the ash. Like, I was driving a little bit on Saturday, and I'm like, oh, it's snowing. Nope, that's ash. That'd be ash. Mm-hmm. Coming from the sky. God damn it, L.A. Oh, that sucks. Uh, but because I was contained in my apartment via the ash, I did not play Pokemon Go, which I am rapidly wishing there was more to that game than just walking around. Because when the apocalypse is happening, you don't want to walk around and play that game. I think they're going to have to. They're going to have to eventually release something to keep that game going because so, there is a hard cap on success at the moment. And we will talk about that a little bit later, actually, because San Diego Comic Con happened, and there may have been some news there. Okay. A quick funny thing about Pokemon Go from my life is uh, driving through a town in Massachusetts, getting to my hometown. I actually drove past a dot matrix sign, like the ones from the police, that actually said, do not play Pokemon Go and drive. I fucking saw a picture of that. <laughs> and it wasn't on your so, Facebook. Like, so, like, it no, may have been no, like, I didn't. T- I was driving. I didn't take a picture. <laughs> no, someone else took a picture. I'm like, ah, oh, that's funny. Someone made that up. Nope, that's real. Yeah, no, I drove past in real life. I, I'm not going to say the town on, on, you know, live television, but I know exactly what town it's in. Yeah. No, it's in Massachusetts, if you want to narrow it down to the state. Yeah, no, to put it in perspective, we have actually an insurance billboard out here that's like, let's not meet sooner than we have to, don't Pokemon go and drop it. I'm like, damn, that went up pretty quick. <laughs> but yeah, because I was confined to my apartment over the weekend and stuff, I got to play some video games, but it's nice. Destiny. I'm, I'm ramping up slowly for... The Rise of Iron release, which means I'm edging all of my various reputation gauges to the foolish position so that when new content comes out, I can be like, ha-ha, stuff for Charlie, which is a dumb, horrible practice every Destiny player involves themselves in and should totally not be encouraged, but we all do it, so whatever. Mm-hmm. No, but I actually bought a um fancy... Uh, one of the uh, scuff, scruff, how do you pronounce them, gaming controls with the paddles on the back of that. So I'm oh, really used, cool. I'm getting used to that. It's, I had never realized how much muscle memory I have for the PlayStation controller in general. And now that I, it's like, think about what it was like to learn the uh, PlayStation controller way back when. Like your first time with it, like that thing was a hot mess. So imagine you now are telling your brain, no, don't press the X button press the paddle on the back because that's a better X button now. Just do it. But mm-hmm. but X button right there. I can't tell you how many times I've fucked things up playing old video games where circle is still select. Yeah. And X is select and triangle is back. That's That fucks with my little head. <laughs> yeah. No, it's... it's. I'm getting used to it now. I've gotten my right hand used to using it. My left hand's still like, nah, we're, we're not doing that paddle yet. Fuck you, Charlie. Fuck you. <laughs> but no, it's I. I'm really hoping the next round of consoles embrace at least one, pa- two paddles per controller because it really does 
Maybe they won't because that's the world weird realm of custom controllers and shit like that, but I'm really enjoying it being there. Like it really does make you think about how you're holding a controller, which is a really weird situation to find yourself in. Again, like after you've been playing video games for over a decade, where you're like, wait, how do I correctly hold this? What is comfortable? I thought I understood you, PlayStation. Mm-hmm. No, but it's neat. I'm having a lot of I wouldn't call it fun relearning how to use a controller, but it's definitely it's cool to feel confused by a video game controller again because it's been a long ass time since then. It is, there is a certain magic to it, like this is why I find I have so many weird moments when I like I go back and play Ratchet and Clank games and stuff. It's like this magical, like young feeling, slightly floundering feeling of like yeah. it kind of brings you back to your childhood of like being confused in a video game and like not knowing the natural progression and not min-maxing something sometimes. Yeah. Casual can be fun. Yeah. No, and I'm in it. Uh, most I've been watching lots of Black Sails still, though. That show is still real good. And aside from ruining it courtesy of historical accuracy, I now have an added annoyance my girlfriend must live through, which is, well, I'm going to call it an appropriate amount of pistols. Um, little fun factoid, when the personal firearm was invented they fucking sucked and they fucking sucked for a very long time a shockingly long time if you will even to the point where it kind of made sense to carry a bag of them and the combat in black sails is very much a yeah like you fire off a couple shots throw the gun to the floor and stab you'll death your sword and i'm not sure where the joke with me and my girlfriend started but i'm like if you just had like a like a belt with like nine pistols on it, like a vest with like 12 pistols on it, you'd be the biggest badass on the show ever. And we've gotten to the third season where they've introduced a character called Edward Teach, who he first shows up with a vest of like nine pistols and just looks at me and goes, okay, you have 30 seconds. Pause it. I go, he has the appropriate amount of firearms! <laughs> it's like he knows how to do a gunfight in this era. I'm not going to my vest and like, load all these and then carry it with me. Like, in Assassin's Creed um, Black Flag, or whatever 4 was called, you upgraded yep. how many pistols you held because it's like, well, these shit, these fuckers take forever to reload. Just added more pockets and more things on my shirt for more pistols. <sighs> How do you become a good gunfighter? You have more of them! The more I listen to hardcore history and the more I go back in, like, the human timeline, the more I learn just how long it fucking took us to figure out that repeating thing. Yeah. <laughs> that took a long fucking yes. time to get past Flintlock. And it shouldn't have. That's the dumbest part. Like, they had, like, single-action Flintlock bullets for a time period, even. Mm -hmm. Which is dumb if you think about it but yes so edward teach shows up with his appropriate numbers of bullets and now every time he's in a fight on the show it's just okay saying he's using an appropriate number of pistols look at how functional that vest is that's like the gun cargo vest of piracy that's what you want it's like the uh you know the movie the boondock saints yes the uh maybe one guy with six guns Yes. No, that's exactly what it is. It's like, how does he keep winning? He brought, like, 12 guns to the gunfight. You brought two. And the best part is this show, like, spends a lot of time talking about how it's like, what happens if they point a gun at me? Eh, like, 50% chance it won't work. Mm-hmm. Because Flintlock fucking sucked. 
But yeah, so, that's about it for me. A brief history lesson here. I'm just looking up, and this is all Wikipedia and all that I've managed to accomplish. And while Charlie is justly praising um, this show, the first uh, firearms date back to the 13th century. And the Spencer repeating rifle, which someone with more knowledge may be correcting me somewhere, but um, I'm just going to go for the sake of quick argument that this is the first repeating thing, was in 1860. So that means we had almost 500 years of single-shot guns. That's more years than we presently, like, have had repeating weapons. Yeah. Guns fucking sucked for the longest time. Like, hell, there's a chunk of time where the Chinese, um, what's that, um, Sung Tzu, invented the repeater crossbow because it was better than inventing a better gun. Oh, I'm sure. Have you seen a repeater crossbow? It's like a, it's like a hopper of arrows that you kind of pull back and forth. It rocks. It's really cool looking. I made one once. Hmm. They're neat. That does sound cool. Yeah, they're cool. They, they, you kind of have this moment of like, right, but how did people forget they made these? These fuckers are awesome. Yep. I mean, they have that whole argument from back from that time period as well that like, guns, not so accurate. Loud as hell. Not very good range. Arrows. Great range. Totally silent. Really accurate. Oh no, that's the, um, in the early days of Western expansion in the U.S., or as some might call it, white man taking away the um, Native American's land, like... Arrows are fucking deadly, especially if you're good with them, and they're silent, and they had better range than guns did at that point in time. Mm -hmm. And they sure as hell fired faster. Oh, yeah. Like, I think there was, like, some statistic out there, like, a good archer from the native tribes could let loose, like, 30, 40 arrows a minute or something like that with decent accuracy. That's really funny. Which is impressive, yeah! Yeah. That's one shot per two seconds. Yeah, like it's, there's a fluid motion. I may have been overshooting the numbers some, but it's like, no, that's a fuck ton of arrows in the air. That'll I mean, kill you. It's like an arrow per four seconds, like just sitting in your chair, like reach behind your back and then just like fake draw an arrow in four seconds. Then yeah. reach back, find an arrow this time. Like don't actually like, when you reach back in that quiver, you better find an object. You can't pull air. Yeah. Then return it and keep doing that. That's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Arrow check. Oh, how. Or how far man has come. Yes. We should go back to arrows. Yep. Arrows, the pinnacle of killing each other technology. Oh, yeah. Until uh, until you get bombs. Yes. And that's just like a big canister of arrows. I mean, that's just it's just arrows applied. Well, so we really get the chance to transition like this, but so, um, speaking of fancy ways to shoot and kill each other, uh, let's Ooh. go to the news. <laughs> that got dark, Oh, right. it gets darker. <laughs> oh, boy. Ah, bitch. There was a fucking <laughs> shootout caused by Pokemon Go. Oh, no. Some dude was Aww. out hunting, uh, some guy was wandering around hunting Magikarps in Vegas, and that led to a... Shootout. Okay. Or more, it was an attempted robbery in Las Vegas led to a Pokemon Go player being placed in the hospital courtesy of a shootout. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Oh, no, the best part is after a fellow player pulled a gun against an armed man. Everything about this is dumb. Oh, that's terrible. Yep. 
Well, stories like this are just going to continue to roll in. Yep. So. Welcome to the future. Yup. I just couldn't let that one slide. I thought it was so dumb. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that makes me sad. But um, so the PS3 and the Xbox 360 have received their final Destiny patch. No one but about, uh, no one but those who have not upgraded to current consoles cares about this. But as a current Destiny player, fuck you, legacy consoles. Fuck you. You've been holding the rest of us back. My uh, mom recently asked me, because uh, I have a whole bunch of PlayStation 3 games. Sure. And I have my PlayStation 4, my PlayStation 2 up it, up in my apartment, and my family has my PlayStation 3. And I'm like, I don't want to take it from you guys, because you guys use it for Netflix and all kinds of shit. And they're like, my mom's like, can't you just play PlayStation 3 games on your PS4? Nope. I'm like, no. Time for a sad tale, Mom. Not how it works anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like, unfortunately, I'm one of the, like, 18% or 5% or whatever they determined number of people who did backwards compatibility. I would still play Resident Evil 4 on my PlayStation 4 should, if it actually had the ability it's to play It's coming. It. It's coming. Hey. Well, without having to pay for it again. Oh, you'll pay for it, and we both know it. Nah, I got my PlayStation 2 up here. I don't need it. <laughs> you'll buy it, and we both know it. Yeah, you might be right. <laughs> yeah, you will. I, I beat, I've beaten Resident Evil 4 on a lot of various systems. I know. That's why I'm saying you'll probably do it again. Maybe. Depends on if it doesn't suck. Yeah. Well, so Which uh, the computer one failed to accomplish. In theory, it should just be an upresing of the PS2 or PS3 version, so I'm mm-hmm. just hoping. Oh, if they upres it, I'll care. Yes, I think they are. Oh, okay. <laughs> Like they did between the, uh, they upresed it between the PlayStation 2 and the GameCube. They're not a significant upres, but it was done. And one of the things that they did is the GameCube, or in the PlayStation version, they added a uh, flashlight to Leon's belt so that his magical light source from his body could be seen. Whereas in the GameCube version, his crotch just kind of glows. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like you do. Yeah, because, you know, just use that dick flashlight to mm-hmm. just, you know, navigate areas. It's really helpful for playing Pokemon Go. Yep. May or may not have gotten me arrested. I thought the flashlight was on the gun or something like that, in all honesty. No, he's got one of those, like, the military flashlights yeah, that the, are the uh, banana green ones. and L-shaped. Yeah. yeah. It's on his belt. It's not on the gun. I thought it's on he the gun. He has the laser sight on the guns. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Eh. Yeah. It's the actual, like, light for, like, navigating tunnels and stuff. No, 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 I thought that was on the gun as well. I may be thinking of nah. some other different game that used the flashlight as the aiming rectical system. Oh, lots of games have that. Yeah. Well, so, moving on, the, um, speaking of kind of console compatibility and backwardsy stuff, the, um, Xbox Am I gonna One... Cry? What? Am I gonna cry? No, this one won't affect you. The, um... Okay. It, I don't know if my heart can take it. <laughs> it does kind of affect you, but not really. So, um... The Xbox One S will officially launch in August, or it goes on sale at least. You can the get Scorpio? a no, the S, the upgraded Xbox One, not the full Scorpio yet. This is why I said huh. it kind of might. The iterative mm. Xbox technology, if you will. Mm-hmm. You can get a 500 gigabyte or a one terabyte version. I remember this is this thing has been documented as better than the existing Xbox One. It's a little more powerful, et cetera, et cetera. It's got some decent bundles out there. If you're into Madden, you can get that. Or you can get a Halo, uh, Halo Collection, I guess, collection version of it. It's 
Mm-hmm. It's a thing. It costs about as much as you'd expect. The um, the 500 gigabyte ones, 299. The terabyte ones, 349. Not the end of the world, but not. I don't know. Goes on sale August second. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I guess sh- and will launch August twenty third. Yes. That. Sorry about that confusion. Yes. You can buy it a day after this podcast in theory goes up, and it will show up towards the end of the month. Hmm. Have fun with that. But speaking of things to waste money on, NVIDIA has announced a new Titan X graphics card because, yeah, I, I, I don't know why why they would even bother doing this. Um, it is running the new same Pascal GPU system as the new 1080 and the 1070 and the 1060. It is... Got some very impressive, I'm sure, specs. It's 60% faster than the original Titan X, which was, quote, the best graphics card. I think even after technically the 1080 came out, it was still the most powerful, and now this is more powerful. Uh, it does trend, It does 12 billion... As, it features 12 billion transistors, 11 teraflops at FP32, 32-bit flow rate. I'm not even going to bother reading the rest of this. It's powerful, I'm sure. It's a Titan X. Those things were beefy, but it also cost $1,200, so yeah. Well, AMD's been sin pretty because their newest card for the time recording, I don't know what it is, has been selling like goddamn hockey. I heard it wasn't even as good as the 1080 was. It's not a tech specs thing. It's a bang for buck thing. It's like but the 1080, bang for buck ratio is insane. I think the de- I thought the 1080 was in the relatively similar price point and just like my 980 is still better than that card is. Uh, I don't even know the um, the AMD one's like crazy cheap. It's like two hundred dollars. No, I could believe that. Um, and it's got eight. I, I remember it's got uh, I think eight gigs on board, which is huge for its price. Yeah. Um, but that thing's been selling out like crazy. No, it's, it's AMD and Nvidia have very different uh, like market uh, strategies. Whereas like AMD releases like three versions of the same thing. And we'll, now this could be totally wrong. I'm talking about ass, and this is just what I've kind of noticed that like AMD releases like three tiers of a product at the same time, and Nvidia starts with like flagship, and then like starts scaling it downward from there. Now, the 1080 and the 1070 came out at the same time. The 1060 is basically a better version of my 980, and that definitely competes with this stuff. I, I've just heard that, like, really, the AMD stuff, it's like, it's good. All the NVIDIA stuff that you were talking about comparing it to blows this thing out of the water still. Mm-hmm. Which, okay. yeah, don't know. I don't know. I'm not the hardware junkie. Neither am I, really. I go to a website and say, what is the best graphics card? What is the best crafts card that won't bankrupt me? That looks good. <laughs> yep. Will that work with my rig? Yes. Neat. But speaking of neat, we got some details on the new League of Legends champion. Yep. You want to take this one? You probably understand it better than I do. Uh, I read his abilities. I forgot most of them. I didn't realize this could be quizzed on him today. He rides a lizard. If you, um, the lizard doubles as a shield. If he, and if the sh- the lizard is killable, yeah, and- he can lose the lizard. Um, I have no idea. He's probably going to wind up being a top laner. That's he okay. has some potential for the jungle. He doesn't have, or he has a weird CC thing that like, it's like, 
the typical riot like bullshit mobile of like this character is gonna be so fucking broken um on launch because he like he has a hook that goes through minions like you don't need to like or it doesn't hook the first thing in front of it you can only hook champions with it and it's like easy to hit and stuff and like his ultimate's really fucking fucky where it's just like you pick a point on the map and he just blitzes towards it and attacks the first person within his like yeah. attackable range that he can. So I don't know his ability. He's much more fleshed out, but like it's hard to make pure or real judgments without knowing a lot of like the stats that go with it. Like if he has all these crazy abilities, but he like fucking dies if you sneeze on him. Like he's definitely not gonna be a jungler. Um. Or it's unlikely he will be. Like it's it, it's hard to tell without much more information about him. Yeah, what I was reading suggested he's a top laner, but might have some jungle. You call it a mover or something like that. Is that a thing in league? Floater uh, maybe. There's a it's some people have different terms for how they describe the different styles of junglers. Uh, between the simplest and um this is kind of an old term and it's kind of been outdated that I really enjoyed was there was herbivores versus carnivores, which herbivores are the type of junglers that want to just stay in the jungle and just farm creeps and carnivores are the guys who want to just stay in people's lanes and murder people. Um and if he there's also like many more different types. Like there's certain ones that just like go to lanes and just apply pressure. They don't exactly have kill potential. Sure. And the mover one you're describing sounds much more in that category of, that like, he's just to supposed to is. show up and harass someone and make their life miserable, and that's supposed to give his lane ally just a couple of health advantages or mana advantages so he can just kind of use the lane. Oh, that makes sense. I don't understand what it means, but it still makes sense. <laughs> They're, the coherent thoughts were said. Yes. <laughs> they, may, they may not have been, like, real useful thoughts, but they, they seem to work in order, or when used in, uh, used collectively. Yep. Well, so to jump back to the Pokemon Go stuff for a little while, it, it has been estimated that Pokemon Go has been downloaded roughly 75 million times, give or take. There are 7.4 wow. million people on the Earth, give or take. Roughly 1% of the Earth's population has downloaded Pokemon Go. Wow. I just like that kind of weird number to throw around. It means absolutely nothing, but... I find it kind of cool to think about it in that scale. Mm. Very impressive. No, it's definitely cool to do that. But so at the same time, um, me and Jeff were talking about this before this podcast to start it up, but Pokemon Go kind of just skull-fucked Nintendo stocks. So that's not me being an alarmist or me being, well, my normal me and kind of being hard on Nintendo. Like, this was almost a what-the-fuck Nintendo redux week because... Yeah, it's a little bit fucked. So, for a little while, Nintendo stocks were valued more than Sony's. And to credit to Nintendo, they come out and said, um, yeah, we don't actually... We didn't make Pokemon Go. We're not making that much money off of it. Like, we, the money we thought we'd make off was in our projected forecasts and stuff that were in our initial, like, reports. Chill the fuck out a little bit. Mm-hmm. And as a result, the stocks are now in not a great situation. I think I read somewhere they're back at, like, pre-video game collapse levels, which is bad. Mm -hmm. Really bad. Might not be quite that bad. 
but makes me makes me wish I found a way to invest in Niantic or the Pokemon company. Yes, a month ago. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. But it's actually making its way around the gaming world because it's kind of an important little detail to think about. Because we think about how it's like, oh, it's so successful, it must make a ton of money. Actually, no. Very few people are making a ton of money off this game. And it's not maybe the people that you think would. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On the same time. People making a ton, ton of money off of it. Small coffee shops who buy lures. Yes. They are the people making a killing. <laughs> Speaking of making a killing, um, Niantic was at the um, San Diego Comic-Con over the weekend. They dropped some knowledge, including what the various team leaders look like. I'm just going to say this, still happy with Team Valor. <laughs> it doesn't even mean anything, really. The internet's a terrible, terrible place. They dropped the number that the game is about 10% of what they want. They confirm trading is coming and that they are aware of a bunch of glitches and all that shit. So, yeah, maybe the game will get better soon. I don't remember hearing any timelines to any of these things, though. So, eh. Well, we'll they definitely got the majority of the game together. Like a lot of the cons, like the hardest parts are there. Like the making it geo work. But that's a, a lot of. The- I get what you're saying. I disagree because they already had that from a previous game. They, the game part of this is not there. I mean, debatably, they've already had the game part of the game for the last ten years. Yes, they just need to find a way to implement it. Yes, and they should do that. Yeah. Inventing a uh, turn-based strategy game, they, uh, that's, they don't need to reinvent the wheel there. Creating geo-technology, and yes, our, and I'm including the invention of Ingress and games like that in here. That was where we needed to get to. Yeah. So, they got the hard part done. Now they just need to make it into a turn-based game where you can go and beat the shit out of 12-year-olds. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> But so we'll come back to Nintendo in a couple minutes, actually. That's some more Nintendo stuff to talk about before we depart from news. But so the um, Dota 2 International Prize Pool is once again set. And it is, well, fucking ridiculous. The mm-hmm. prize pool is already set at $8.6 million, and Jesus. it's growing. Compar- How can it grow? Is it like the goddamn lottery? Just to, so this is what doesn't win. <laughs> so the articles I read basically state that Valve contributes 1.6 million to set up the prize pool, and then via the sale of in-game items like Compendium or something, and uh, Compendium and a Battle Pass, 25% of those sales go towards funding the prize pool. Mm-hmm. What this means is roughly $68 million worth of virtual goods have been sold as of May 16th, give or take. Wow. Yeah. It's kind of neat. Okay. They're crowdfunding a bigger prize pot. I, we talked last week in the Evo angle where, like, maybe these prize pots are getting ridiculous. This is where I'm talking about that coming from. That said, it is the community, like... Oh, yeah, no. The, the community's driving this prize pool, so... Yes, the community's driving it via purchase of in-game items, but yeah, no. It's, it, would you be interested in seeing League do something like this? Like for the big, is there a they big kind tournament? of do? Uh, or well, say the money thing they have the uh, team icons yeah. that you can purchase, and a percentage of that goes to the teams. Um, I mean, I kind of actually w- 
I foresee them moving towards like what we were kind of talking about last time of um, sure. Then moving more towards like an NHL, NFL, like no prize pool, but your salaries higher. Yeah. Type thing where more, which I'd love to see them be able to take some of that and maybe expand the league into having more teams. Um, or I don't know if I want that just yet because actually one of the things we kind of learned from like all the regions is that you have like 10 to 12 teams per region and the amount of talent between them all, between like coaching and management staff and player staff because of so much strategies involved, you wind up not, you wind up having like teams that just aren't really on par with the other ones. They're still better than me by all means, but like they can't compete with the top dog team. Like, there's a team in North America right now called Phoenix One that I believe is, like, 1-14 or something like that. Like, they've won one game. That said, they won it against the top team, but, like, there's a team in there that can't pull a win off all the other teams. And if you start adding more teams to the pool, you dilute the talent pool. Um, So it's kind of hard to say whether or not, like, how good expansion would be. Um. But, I mean, ultimately, we all want to see more money winding up in the players' hands or put into the production value of the event. Um, More awesome friggin' uh, concerts would be much appreciated. Yeah, put into the production value at that point. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's great for Dota that they're getting that big of a prize pool. Yeah. Um, I don't think League needs more money. No, I... That's not their problem. I agree. Um... If anything, they could start putting into, like, a uh, community outreach thing or something, like, start giving back to, like, the players are like, you know, this many people tuned in, we made this much money, we're giving everyone a bunch of free IP or RP or something, and just, like, you know, do a big Riot's Christmas gift to the community or something. Yeah. Uh, no, it's... I- Esports are definitely a thing right now. Whether I like the games being played in esports is a separate topic. I, it's going to sound strange. I'd like the wealth and interest to disperse across more games because I would like to follow esports. I just don't like MOBAs. I say, well, the problem is right now is there's money in esports, but it's more like there's money in MOBAs, Counter Strike, and is there much money in. Um... Street Fighter? No, no, it's not. That's the issue. They're yeah, slowly say, becoming some, but say fortunately, the success of League of Legends will start introducing success into those other games. I think. I, like, I I'm holding on to that dream that maybe the um, fighting game League of uh, the Riot guys bought will get some treatment like that because that would be cool. That would be, and that is possible. Yeah, it would make a lot um, of sense. Um, but like the success of the gaming community in general supports and continues the success of all other games just because like as you know team solo mid gets sponsored by geico and these non video game based companies so things that like aren't like razor and uh yeah uh steel series or whatever them getting involved will enable like a stepping stone for like you know some of these fighting teams to be like hey you know we're not Team Solo mid, but look, you know, Geico, you should still look at us. You know, we're still a gaming team. We still have draw. And, yeah. like, it'll be able to spread out the popularity and, like, you know, some more money will get injected into the fighting community, I think. Or fighting game community. No, it's, not just people having fights. 
it's neat to see stuff this big. I just wish it wasn't a game I'm kind of meh on watching. Because mm-hmm. I want to care, I just don't. Huh? Care about the games you like. Yeah. They're yeah. definitely still providing them. So speaking of things we like and don't like, I guess, um, we've got close up our news segment with something a little bit on the long side. Have you been following the um, kind of leaks and rumor mill and all the craziness going on the Nintendo NX this week? I've heard rumors about the NX. I've heard rumors about what it's going to be. Um, the I think I'm going to be stupid enough to say what I heard, which is it's basically going to be like a uh, standalone like monitor type thing, and then it's going to have two controllers attached to it. Yeah. So you can just it can just be a portable video game. So that's um, this is completely unconfirmed. This is a lot of speculation. Uh, some people have reported the game will be the thing will be cartridge based, which seems like a choice of some kind, and. A bunch of imagined renderings that have popped up across the place kind of depict it as a skinnier Wii U, if you will. Like, kind of that style where you still have the two sticks and the sides pop off and become separate controllers. Yeah. It's kind of a problem as well that, like, they, um, I think it was back during, in one of the, like, uh, interviews with the Wii, they were like, check out this ID for the Wii that we initially had where it has, like, two Wiimotes attached to the side. And I think a lot of people are just like, oh, my God, it's that thing resurrected. Yeah. And just, like, jumping immediately to uh, pointing at that thing and saying that's what's coming. Well, they have confirmed it is a mobile, is a handheld console with a home docking system so you can throw stuff up on the screen. And while I'm not totally sure how I feel about that, because... Let's see what this thing actually winds up being. A unified Nintendo platform is something I'm very excited about, especially as someone who owns a fucking Wii U and can honestly say that game got left, that console got left to die in the street. Like, it's had terrible support in some ways. No third-party games for the most part. Like, that, it's like a total of 100 third-party games total and 46 Nintendo games, period. Mm-hmm. Not great. I'm concerned about it because I think that Nintendo, like we discussed before, needs to just start making goddamn phone games. I if anything, don't disagree. This kind of proved it. Yeah, I I don't and disagree with that. Right now, they're cutting into their own. They're not exploring any new demographic. They're trying to capture the handhold market that they already have. I mean, it's the Vita and the DS, and the DS. To my knowledge, is winning. Yeah, the Vita's officially dropped out for most part. Like so, and that's the thing. I think it's. Do you own a DS? I do. Why did you buy a DS? Uh, because it was really, really cheap. I did not get a 3DS. I have a like garden variety DS. The 2DS, yeah. And I play Pokemon on it. Yeah, no, it's what they're basically doing is they're saying, "Hey, all the Nintendo games from this point on will be playable on this console until a new one comes out," and it's a and. The mobile stuff has a big following. I'm not a big mobile gamer because I drive most places and it's frowned upon LA to play video games while steering a car. But if you're mm-hmm. like a public transit commuter, it's nice. Like when I lived in New York and stuff like that, it, having a device to kind of tap along where there's kill time as you went on a half hour subway ride was nice. And your phone will fucking lose signal down there. So mm-hmm. games are good. I. T- I think I've heard some. I've read some stuff where basically it's like Nintendo has to go strange and different and new 
to have any chance of surviving, and I think they do. I think they need to start answering some goddamn questions, though. Like, the reality is, it's kind of, like, in a weird way, compared to Overwatch quickly, the NX is a thing, the same way Overwatch was always one thing, and people had really giant expectations for what that game was and was not, myself included. If you let the NX kind of sit there, we keep making up stuff that it may or may not be, we will be ultimately be disappointed because we will eventually design the best video game console ever. <laughs> and say Nintendo's making it. And then when it's not, we'll be like, well, that's a... Eh. Disappointment. Yes. And by no fault of their own, like it's like it's like Evolve. Evolve's not necessarily a bad game. The amount of hype and push and DLC and all that stuff that went into it made us have unrealistic expectations for that game. We're like, well, this is disappointing. Mm-hmm. Now, nah, I, I think yeah. Nintendo. Nintendo's been like, no, we're not talking about it. I think Nintendo needs to officially answer some questions already. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we're on the hype train. And it's not a good hype train because we're departing from Wii U Station. And Wii U Station is not a good place to get on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Wii U Station now. That is a bad station. Someone got shot there. <laughs> they say that his corpse still haunts the place. Indeed. The vacant echoes of not enough video games. Yeah. No, there's there's just crazy rumors out there, like, the thing takes cartridges, it's got detachable controllers, which Nintendo has done before. It's got a home base, it doesn't have a home base. It's really just giant, super-powered 3DS. I... I hope they drop the 3D for this thing because I would like to not have to deal with that ever again. Mm-hmm. I don't. Nintendo like has been pretty determined to make your world three-dimensional for a while. Yeah, I don't like it. It gives me a headache. I, I would happily take a control. I would happily take another handheld console or ha- mobile handheld console with two joysticks on. It's like, like I love my Vita because it has two joysticks. It's amazing what you can do with video games when you have two joysticks. The only thing stopping me from playing mo- fucking Monster Hunter on a Game Boy is the lack of two joysticks. And yeah, I know the new one has a nub, but it's not great. Mm-hmm. But yeah. That's mm-hmm. it for news. Um, so... It's summer, not much is happening, so me and Jeff thought we'd actually spend some time this week talking about, what'd you call it, weird gaming habits, if you will? Gaming habits and, like, I guess, like, alternate things you do while gaming. Yeah, like, it's, we all game, or if you're listening to this, you hopefully game, or you're tuning in for our food talk, and we didn't talk about that this week, so sorry about that. Maybe that'll be next week. You check your phone, I may or may not have sent you something. You did send me something, I'm not sure what it is, and I... I'm afraid. I, the text Jeff has sent me is um, Chinese Szechuan chicken Lay's potato chips, mm. which I really want to try now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess the short uh, are so now shoehorning in the food topic so that everyone can drink yep. from the Something Wicked Studios drinking game. Um, that uh, so Charlie when he came out here or out to Boston area, was looking for Szechuan food at one point because he had a cold. And there's a specific spice that he associates with uh, Szechuan cooking that's really good for clearing out sinuses and making you feel better, kind of yeah. like wasabi or something. 
And uh, it was a real difficult find. And now they hand-delivered Szechuan-flavored potato chips because some mad scientist has taken the reins of goddamn Lay's and has not let off the gas pedal. I gave up on Lay's the moment they made chicken and waffle ch- uh, chips. I tried them. Not good. No, no, they weren't. <laughs> They're not good. They taste like, to a, within reason, they deliver on what they said they would taste like. No, they didn't. But they sound like the awful, they taste like the awful parts of all those things. Yeah. Minus the maple syrup. It just tastes like maple syrup. Yeah. Not in a good way, but it's not like the excrement of maple syrup, whereas it's like the excrement of, like, a fry later. <laughs> yeah. They were not good chips. No. But so back to our actual topic. Yes. So actual, do you want me to kick this one yeah, off? Yeah, you probably actually do more weird or more interesting stuff than I do in some ways. So the first one that I kind of wanted to tell the story of for, like, things I do during video games or, like, the weird stuff that I do on the off one is um, back in probably the mid to late or mid to early 2000s, um, I was a wee lad and I was playing Freelancer. And... I used to play the online version on a server I believe called Void Server. Um, I never got very far, and I was, you know, on a goddamn 56k modem, and life was fucking terrible and awful. And, um, so I, I would go on these long trade routes that would require me to, you know, go, you know, 10 minutes to a location, 10 minutes back, just exchanging goods, acquiring currency. Um, like you do. Like you do, and I started playing guitar while doing that, and that was probably my second, or it's probably in the second year where I played guitar, and I've been playing guitar for, I think, 11 years now, and um, that was what kept me going and me just, like, sitting there and playing on that thing, so you can pick up, like, you know, different, uh, you know, skills and stuff while playing video games is kind of cool. I used to, um... If you go back and watch Aram for Katie's Tits or Died to Minions, you can watch every net, like, it's few and far between, because when I was recording, I was usually in recording mode. I wasn't, you know, dicking around on my guitar, but I would definitely spend a lot of time, you know, every, or there's a couple of times, I think, where you can just hear me plucking away at the guitar, and then I wound up writing the intro for that, the intro for this show, the outro for this show, and yay, the history of me as a guitarist. Yeah. <laughs> No, you've actually managed to turn the downtime that happens to something productive. I watch super shitty TV while I game. <laughs> like I, I have a my list so-called of... life. I... Yes, but that's a separate topic. <laughs> no, it's uh, I play a lot of games that don't require a lot of active participation. Like as much as I love Destiny, a very large chunk of that game is not requiring you to have a good understanding of the soundscape. Like, I would never raid in that game with the sound going, and it's weird, actually. I got into such a bad habit where when I started playing Uncharted, I'm like, man, I should have my TV, I should have, like, my laptop on playing something shitty on Netflix. No, I actually care about the story in this game. Huh. This is not a great habit. So, one of the many things I do is I very often will have Twitch TV open on my second monitor yeah. while I'm doing whatever. And I'll go and I'll play, like, Assassin's Creed Black Flag, and I'll be like, oh, yeah, there's dialogue. Shit. Shit. <laughs> um, what are they talking about? And unfortunately, I am i haven't beaten the game yet, and I'm actually genuinely interested in, like, where the plotline in that game's going. 
Yeah. Inside the Animus. I don't give two fucks about Desmond. <laughs> Desmond is the worst. Edward Kenway, totally cool dude. Desmond, whatever, fucking Captain Dickhead out I'll go here. so far as to say that, um, what would you call him? Uh, Edward Kenway, only likable Assassin's Creed protagonist ever. I mean, Ezio was not a, like, express, like, phallic-shaped cranium like a lot of the other ones are, where it's like, Altair, I'm a douchebag. I'm arrogant. I'm rude. And then, like, Ezio's like, I'm just a guy. That doesn't make him likable. He just wasn't actively repulsive. Um, where, and then you get to Kenway, and he is likable. He's charming. He's, like adventurous he's very much in parallel with the layman playing the game because he's not like on the ins and the nose of the universe yeah and unlike the rest of them his dad wasn't a uh wasn't a assassin so he's not just getting exposition from family members um he's definitely the best or probably the best assassin uh, from a character design standpoint. I know, regardless, though, it's, it's weird, though. I tend to gravitate towards games that allow me to do my kind of weird multitasking stuff. And, like, the stuff I'm watching is not good either. Like, it's, it is truly some terrible sitcom-ass TV or, like, it's the news or something. And I'll just have it on. Like, it's it's it drives my It can't be stuff you care about. I've tried that. It doesn't work. Yeah, no, it's, it's got to be terrible. It always has to be terrible. Like, I tried to listen yeah. to podcasts while I played stuff, and no, I actually care about podcasts. It's like, no, I want to pay attention. Yeah. Anything that has a plot line in which you can, like, if you lose focus and you will get lost, you can't do. No, so, so that's why bad TV works so well is because it's so predictable. You're like, oh, guess you got betrayed. Yeah. <laughs> Where was I? No, so that's actually one of my... Uh, my feelings on Fallout 4 are well-documented. That is a style of game I find infuriating because there are pools of you caring about the plot of that game and then giant expanses of really not much happening you have to care about aside for not dying. Mm-hmm. That's about it. Mm-hmm. No, and that was something I found extremely frustrating about that game when I played it, where I'm like, okay, I'm not doing anything. Fucking random-ass person! God damn it! <laughs> I would definitely play, like, a video or something while playing Skyrim and stuff, which I'm assuming suffers from a lot of the same stuff. Skyrim is not Skyrim is much more populated, because it's not a wasteland. Skyrim has um, less to say, though, too. Um, But, like, I, the other thing I'll watch is I'll watch reruns of stuff while I'm doing it. Like, I'll watch just, like, go on YouTube and throw up the Invader Zim episodes, just let them roll in the background. <laughs> stuff you've watched about a billion times. Oh, of course. Um, it also helps with the rage when you got the... It, it's hard to get upset at League when, you know, you got Gur running around and Zim being all Zim. No, so that's uh, actually a benefit you have. There is a downtime aspect of your game. Like you do have to wait between... League matches and stuff. You yeah. can get some stuff I done. Actually, I was actually going to talk about that, yeah. So go into um, the Because of that, there's been so many games, or like, even on this channel, every time you've like talk, told me about a game like, you know, Stardew Valley or something, it's been, you know, immediately followed with questions about like, does it pause itself when you click out of it? Does it have windowed mode? Like, my, re- my requirements are so fucking specific and weird. Um... 
but that's where I wound up playing so much of the Binding of Isaac was because of League of Legends, because it was a game I could go in and out of, and, like, having in-between Q-Time games for League of Legends definitely, like, I think that personally is one of the driving factors, maybe not the driving factor, but definitely, you know, involved with the success of Hearthstone was the fact that Hearthstone matches pretty well perfectly fit in the time of the Q-Time weight of League of Legends, and that just worked really well, and so many people play Hearthstone in between League games. Um, and it's difficult because a lot of the things I want to do while playing League, like work on music and stuff, um, just don't you they require too much involvement and then they eat too many resources when they're all tapped because mm. that's the other thing is it has to not be a resource hog when it's not being sure actively acknowledged uh which a lot of pro our computer programs out there are just not okay with that not sure um <sighs> sorry the ruby thing kept me up way late last night and i'm like fucking exhausted I came home, my, uh, I said this in the preamble, I'll repeat it here on the show. My roommate was like, so you're going to bed early tonight, huh? And I'm like, no, I got the podcast. He goes, ha, you're fucked. So I was like, ah, oh, thanks, much love. Yeah. So, I uh, excuse my, pardon my tiredness. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that is one of the things that, like, I found with now that I play Overwatch... The, like, breakneck speed that it flings you back into games. I'm like, whoa, whoa, can I, like, browse Reddit or something? You know, <laughs> pump nope. the brakes, guys. Like, I'd actually like a delay between games. It doesn't need to be ten minutes, but, you know, like, just two minutes to just, you know, pull back, you know, do some stuff. Maybe, you know, file my taxes, do some homework if I wasn't an adult with a, ma- with a master's degree. So how much downtime is there actually between league matches? Between 30 seconds and two minutes, probably. Um, Which is enough time to get... It's like just enough time to get some things done, like playing The Binding of Isaac, because it's so pick-up and put-downable. And once the game pops, you have more time, like... So you have 30 seconds to two minutes for it to actually pick or find you a match, and then probably another minute of drafting... And then probably another 30 seconds of loading into the game. And you can, like, get to... In the Bonnie Advisor, you can, like, okay, I'm going to get through the room I'm in. And then I'll be able to, like, jump back into where I was in, like, three seconds. Sure. Ah, uh, really well. I tried to play... I really wanted to play the game Fez, but fucking Fez is, like, you will not alt-tab. You will not pause the game really well. Fuck you. Sit down. Like, it, it just... There's no windowed mode. Don't argue. It, it was not. It was wasn't fun to do that. If you want to make games um, that appeal to Jeff, make them have a decent pause screen. Yes, a decent pause screen. Ideally, one that they're smart enough to do on their own. I used to be so fucking fast at. Uh, I like had a reaction time to in the Binding of Isaac because right now we're on the Binding of Isaac two. And in the first one, it didn't pause on its own, but if you were alt-tabbed, you hit the letter P, sure. it would still register and pause the game. I got so good at, like, League of Legends would pop up to the front of my screen and be like, Look at me, I'm League of Legends, play me now. It's Your time to has go, popped, Don't miss it. And I would, like, so quickly just, like, jump my hand over to P. 
and like pause the game. Like I, I got so ridiculously good at that for no. Well, I know why, but like it was silly. A useless skill. Yeah, the next useless skill I acquired. But um, yeah, it's kind of interesting discussing like how like certain games really lend themselves to doing a third thing like on the outside like. One of the things that I do when I go home sometimes, because at my parents' house, they don't have my glorious computer or anything like that, so I'm much more confined to, like, uh, my PlayStation 3 or if I have, like, my DS or my uh, PSP with me. And, like, I would have a lot of fun just, like, you know, putting on Netflix and putting something in the background, like, you know, Nice to Sidonia or some shitty anime or something, which I, I will sing the praises of that shitty show. Um, I enjoyed it so much, but it's, it's got so many problems. Um, and playing Pokemon or something, cause I can look up, Pokemon has enough lack of interaction that you can like, oh, it's watch got something you of care about. Yeah. If you want to just stop moving the games, just like okay. everybody freeze. I don't think the world can move. <laughs> yep. Um, a lot of that game is tied to how many steps you are taking per second. Yes. If you stop moving, that game basically, like, the world stops turning. Um, so, that game really lent itself well to, like, just sitting around watching TV, vegging out and watching that. Um, I think I used to play, uh, Kingdom Hearts, um, the PSP version, um... Not the atrocious abortion port that uh, Chain of Memories was playing. Uh, Birth by Sleep, the decent one, and uh, I used to watch. I watched like the Bruins Stanley Cup playoffs while uh, <laughs> while playing that game. That requires full attention. It, it got my attention. It was commercial breaks, um, which in professional hockey the commercial breaks are. Not quite football level, but they're they're fucking long. That's true. And like the TV timeout and all that bullshit, and then the in between periods where I can listen to Mike Mulberry bitch about the Bruins. <laughs> um, I've actually run into that guy in real life. Um, he frequents like a local bar near where I live, oh. which is crazy. Um, he's also not as big as I expected a professional athlete or a professional hockey player, ex professional hockey player to be. Um, but, uh, let's say, do you have any other, like, strange gaming habits you want to talk about? Not really is the answer. I, it's, you have more, far more interesting things going on when you play games than I do. Like, yeah. it's really just shitty TV. I, I've tried doing other things. I always wind up back at shitty TV because, unlike you, there's no stop in my game. It's just like, nope, time for some monotony for a couple hours. Yeah. La, 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 la. Kill some stuff, yeah, you, punch it in the you face. You can't really take your hand off the controller, so you can't, like, you know... Play guitar, do something. Yeah, work work on your symphony. No, um, but it, it's really weird. Like I am a person that's always been into multitasking, even if it's not necessarily good to me. Like I think almost every podcast gets edited while I'm half watching something or half listening to something else because it's just kind of listening for errors. Most editing that's on the channel, it's definitely done. Like I, you'd be amazed how many episodes on the channel are brought to you by reruns of Scrubs. <laughs> I believe it. Um, I was about to say, I had a thought, but now it's gone. That happens. Yeah, this being tired thing sucks. <laughs> you should sleep some. Yeah, yeah. Tomorrow will mark also three weeks that I've gone without caffeine, which is 
Not a new record, but it's a new record for in a long time. I'm did the doctor like, try to knock it off or something? No, I just like when I went to Bermuda, I didn't have access to it, and I was like, I kind of want to break this habit because it makes it hard to like work out and do stuff when you're like, okay, I can't do anything for the next couple hours because I have 16 ounces of carbonated liquid just sloshing sure. around. I don't want to go running. <laughs> um, so like, okay, I should probably just break this habit. That and my wallet's been happier with me. <laughs> Um, but I, I quickly replaced my soda addiction with a soda addiction because I started buying those, uh, sparkling ices or whatever, the, uh, <laughs> flavored soda things. You can make those. Probably. Soda stream. They're not caffeinated. Uh, yeah, you can probably give them soda stream, but they're not caffeinated. And at least that's what their website tells me, and that's yeah. what's important to me. I believe it. Um, what was I say? I... I don't really do much content creation while I'm uh, multitasking on a computer. Oh, now I know what I was going to say. I always get invited to, like, the movies and stuff by, like, my family. And movies just don't have, like, an appeal to me because I can't multitask while watching them as easily. Like, I'm happy to watch, like, a movie that I don't care about, like some shitty movie or something, like something the Flophouse would recommend me on my second monitor. But I want to be playing The Binding of Isaac or something, or Final Fantasy VIII, or something like low enough mental energy that I can still pay enough of attention to it, but it's not so dragged away that it's like, you know, sit Jeff down in a movie theater, put your hands in your lap, watch a movie, like, you know, don't go anywhere, don't talk. Um, so... Which is kind of, are kind of funny because this is the podcast where I say I watched two. I went to a movie theater twice in one week, <laughs> which I think that's definitely a world record for me. Fair, um, but I definitely, I definitely love me some multitasking. I did. I may or may not have also gone through a period of uh, uh, League of Legends, where in between matches I was playing Pokemon on my phone. That may or may not have happened, um, and I don't mean go, and may or may not. <laughs> Um, Are you playing Pokemon and Pokemon on your phone simultaneously? Maybe <laughs> that's that's a life. That's that's the Pokemon lifestyle at that point. <laughs> I also, for a little while, many years ago, back when I was playing Freelancer, the other thing I did other than play uh, guitar was I set up my PlayStation Two next to me, so I'd be playing Resident Evil Four while waiting for loading screens in uh, uh, Freelancer. Oh, it was a magical time. I wish I'd get into Eve so I could play other video games while I played Eve. <laughs> what is it? Uh, Ultimate Dangerous or whatever? What's the Elite space Dangerous? trucker game? Elite Dangerous. Do some uh, Yahtzee-style space trucking, throw on a podcast, and try not to be flung into the sun. Yeah. Yeah. I, no, 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 no. You play Eve and Elite Dangerous at the same time and then play a third game to kill the time between boredoms. In between, yeah, the downtime that when both of them have the Venn diagram nightmare, and I, oh, that's funny and believable. <laughs> no, no, I figured it out. Terrifying you, combo. You play Eve and you play Eve and Elite Dangerous at the same time, and then you play Eve Valkyrie during the downtime for the other two. That is the correct trifecta. <laughs> and what do you play during the um, Q times for Eve Valkyrie though? Um, Freelancer. Freelancer, yes, old retro freelancer. That's awesome. I now need to go see if my computer can run this monstrosity I just described. Hang on. 
I think that's about going to do us do it for this week. Like we said, not much is happening, and we didn't super prepare a topic. We thought this might be a fun one to go into, just a quickie, and Jeff is dying of sleep deprivation slowly. Mm-hmm. Slow. Yeah. Got anything you want to say before we kind of close it out? Um... Oh, I had one story, I guess, from news oh. or from like my week that I managed to miss. That I think is, or it's kind of at least it's funny to me. So, I've had the misfortune that I purchased a guitar probably three months ago, and the guitar is supposed to come from China, and the company kind of jerked me around a little bit, and they like first they were complete radio silence on me, and then I was like, hey, you know. It's way past the time period, but what's going on? And basically they wound up getting back to me and saying they're having a huge problem with their third-party supplier and things just aren't coming together and it's been a complete nightmare and they, if, are, they'll have it done in the next two weeks. I'm like, okay, cool. Two weeks go by, hey, where is it? Oh, we, we don't have it still. Things are getting bad. We're sorry. Give us a week. Week goes by, so where's the guitar? And they're like, Okay, we're we're having extreme troubles with the factory. If you want a refund, we can give it to you. So I wait a week to answer them, hoping in hopes that my guitar, like, I'll receive a tracking number and uh, the guitar you ordered is coming. Mm-hmm. Or, and I guess some preface on this: the guitar that I've ordered is not a, um, it's a it's a kit guitar that I will be building myself. But they're doing all the routing, and I got to pick all the tone woods and stuff, and I got to pick the body design, and a lot of stuff that I was really happy with, and it's going to be like the guitar I've always wanted. Not sure. Um, and it's going to have a lot, like, by the end, it is going to be my Franken monster. That's going to be my baby. That's going to sound exactly how I designed it to be. <laughs> and um, they are, the week goes by, and I'm like, okay, I haven't heard from you. I'd, I'd really like my money back. And the guy goes, okay, so the factory's starting to be up in production. They've sent me samples. I'm happy with what they've sent me. I can either give you your money back, which is an option you can exercise at any time, or I can give you a 30% discount and put in the order for your guitar. I'm like, that one! (laughs) So hopefully I'll be getting my instrument at 30% discount because they fucked up a lot, Um, which I'll be super happy with and can't hope that they friggin' get it to me and they finally figure out the shit with their fucking supplier. Um, Because I really want the goddamn guitar. (laughs) Hopefully that works out for you. That's yeah. shitty. I noticed that was still a problem. Oh, yeah. It's an ongoing one. But that, that was my last, like, story of that happened today, so I want to sneak that in there. No. Oh. So, for final words, uh, I'm going to say The Binding of Isaac is great for if you're trying to kill time. Yeah. No, it's... That'll be my, my final deep thought. <laughs> As always, we are the Wicked Awesome Cast. You can find us over at somethingwickedstudios.net, and you can find more of our content over on YouTube at, at under Something Wicked Studios. Official podcast of Something Wicked Studios. You can reach us at wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Again, that's wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. There should be a link down in the show notes as well, if you were, or podcast notes, whatever those are called. That if you want to send us something, I don't know if clicking it actually works, but if you put it into a Gmail and send it to us or a normal email server, we will read it or we will reach it and we will probably read it or something like that. So yeah, if you mm-hmm. want to send us a mail, let us send it our way. We'll definitely listen to it. Yep. Or read we it. can write pretty much anything. We might read. <laughs> we might read almost yeah. anything. Yeah. Yeah. Sentences are appreciated, but you know, pretty much anything will work. The sound effects. 
Yeah, it's just it's just literally like um, it's like okay, so this person wrote ampersand 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 pound sign carrot percent sign. <laughs> this person just wrote make the sound of wind for ten seconds. Okay. <sighs> <laughs> You got a you got a chorus wind sound imaginary writer of that. Yes. You didn't get your full ten seconds though. <laughs> we thought it was too amusing. But yeah, that's about does it for this week. We'll be back next week and the week after that 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 and the week after that. Maybe not that week after that, but probably the one after that and the week after that and the week after that and the week after that maybe i may already now be into next year so the week after that and the week after that and the week after that and yeah give the medal yeah for some reason i don't foresee us uh don't foresee us quitting doing this anytime soon we probably should <laughs> and uh sorry i almost, i usurped that from you i'll give you one more go at it give the medal yeah.